guys, welcome to the Encounter Podcast. Today we are following our God series, and today we are doing Jaira the Provider. I have Danny, Josue, Deb, and myself, and I'm actually going to start it with the first question. In what ways can God provide for us? Honestly, I kind of don't like this question because as I was telling them, when you ask this question, you assume that there's a limit to what He can't provide, and God's power is unlimited. He can provide everything. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to His riches and glory in Jesus Christ, which means that He can honestly provide everything that you need. And in Mark 9.23, it's a story about a dad who asked God, if you can, please heal my son from the demonic uh, demons that are in him. And Jesus asked, if I can, anything is possible if a person believes, which means that God's power isn't limited. What limited is our our faith. As I, I, I love um, the pastora Ninoshka, she once said, Dios no... Dios hace milagros en respeto de tu fe. God does miracles in respect to your faith, meaning that we have to have faith so that things can happen. And if, like, and a good example was the feeding of the 5,000. Even his own disciples questioned Jesus and his power because he told them, you feed these 5,000 people. It isn't necessary. You feed them in Matthew 14, 16. And they answered, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fishes, questioning how could we do it. And I was telling them, I feel like God, I feel like Jesus told them, you can do it. And the disciples could have done them themselves. But if you read it, Jesus was the one who split it, who actually fed them. Why? Because the disciples lacked faith. Mm. I was going to say, just just with, just with what you told, were saying right now, so we can pick up the rest of the story of the 5,000. Mm -hmm. I think he goes on later on and he's preaching to 4,000 people right. and he also feeds 4,000 people. So let's just guesstimate about 10,000 people that he just fed, right? And then he's getting on the boat with his disciples and then on Mark 8, 14, it says that they have forgotten to bring bread. Remember that back then, bread was food, mm -hmm. right? It, it's not like they had Jack in the Box, Car Juniors, in and out so they can eat it, right? Right? It, it, when they say bring bread, it's like they they, they brought root, they didn't bring food. And they said that they had forgotten they only brought one bread to the boat. But check this out. And then he continued saying, watch out, beware of the leave of the leaven, of the leaven, sorry, of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. That was another preaching that we can say. And then it says that they were they began discussing the fact that they had no bread again. So just just so we can understand what I want to speak about. God just fed five thousand. Nine to ten thousand people. Plus right? the the kids and yeah, wives. just that's what I'm doing. I'm doing ten thousand just in case there are a few stragglers here and there. Yeah. With the with the matter of some a kid's lunchbox and somebody that forgot to bring me more food than everybody else, right? So he comes in, he's about to go on a journey on a boat, and his own disciples are worried because they didn't bring more than one bread on the boat, and then. They're speaking to each other amongst each other, right? They're not saying this to God. Like, God is speaking, and they're like, Oh, my God, we didn't bring food. Oh, my God, we didn't bring food. Dude, I only brought one bread. Oh, my God, what are you going to eat on the, <laughs> on the way there? And then Jesus was aware on 17 says, and Jesus uh, grew aware of this and said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? 
Having eyes and do you not see, and having ears you do not hear. And do you not remember when I broke five loaves for 5,000 people, and how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said 12. And it says, I also did it for 4,000 people. How many did it? Seven. And it says, do you still not understand? And it, that's exactly what you were saying. That the thing is that we don't remember or we think that it's too small in the ways that God has become the God of Ajira, the God of a provider. Because he fed 10,000 people. Do you think that he multiplying one piece of bread for 12, 13 people was going to become that big of a deal? No. If he even fed 10,000, he could have fed 12 Easily, he could have said, oh, some fish land on this boat right now. <laughs> and it could have happened. Or he said, oh, you know what? I want I want, um, I want, want an animal to bring me food. And he would have probably brought him food. But the thing that, that just like you said, that with, with their faith is that he asked, are your hearts hardened? Meaning that if we don't open our minds, if we don't open our hearts to understand what God has done, what he has provided until now you will never understand what he can provide to the future and we have to understand that he doesn't provide just today or maybe you just came to christ and you say oh god you know i just came thank you for no no, no. he has been providing you for the 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 life you've lived until now yeah. and he's willing to do even greater things all we gotta do is open up our hearts and soften up our hearts because even even the disciples were baffled by this and last thing, and on Mark 6, it says, um, if, you, if you guys read it, it says that when they got on the boat, they were still baffled about the loaves of bread. So they still did not understand. They didn't understand. And then it was beautiful because it's beautiful because then they did not understand this, but yet they healed people and acts. And yet they spoke with boldness. I, I think Jesus was the one that they use as a crutch, right? But, yeah. But when Jesus left and, and he died, oh God, somebody called you. Sorry, yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like when 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 I, want, I speak of God, the provider, I want you guys to understand that he provides maybe things that we don't even see and they're great. And we don't, we don't have to forget. And when we need, we have to always think about that same God, that same way that he provided when there was no way he did. Uh, Danny, I was just going to say, because like what you were saying, like, right, they've forgotten so quickly. And that's why I think David says in Psalms 103, praise the Lord, my soul, and never forget all the good he has Amen. done. It's almost like we have to constantly remind ourselves. And that also made me think of the Israelites, dude. They had a pillar of fire, a cloud to shed them from the from the sun. Sh sh shield them shield them right shield. I said yeah. shed them like they could just start shedding <laughs> like lizards <laughs> my bad guys but yeah I could shield them from the sun on top of that mana fell from heaven I don't know if that's how you say it in English yeah. Yeah. but bread yeah. fell from heaven right and they uh, sometimes they had uh, the quails I think quails are like the little like the little birds right and all of this was provided by God and still and I think this is a problem of ingratitude, right? Like they were just not grateful, but also like they forget that they were in the desert. They were in a place where like none of these things could happen. Like it doesn't, dude, they hit a rock and water would come out. I mean, like, come on. How do you see God as a provider more clearly? Like that's evidently Jaira, right? But the problem is that their hearts were, what, what were you saying, dude? Like uh, you were telling me like, right? That there had been no light. Uh, oh, okay. oh yeah, so. Do you remember? Yeah, like, I, I feel remember. like that would tie in so perfectly, right? Because their eyes so the, were blind. The reason why we can't see is because we, we, need, we need Christ in us. And if we're not in constant, um, in that relationship with God, we have no light. And like, just like how our physical eyes need light to see, if we don't have God with us, it's 
unescapable. We're going to be blind no matter what. That's why they could have, you know, miracles in front of their physical eyes, but they couldn't understand that God provides for me anytime, anywhere. Just say it and I got it. I wanted to also tie in because that was literally what I wanted to do. For the other question was, uh, how can I open my eyes when I'm blinded to what God has provided? And I thought that was so beautiful because Pastora um, Ninoshka once said too, she goes, Yo no adoro al Señor por lo que hace en mí, sino por lo que es. I don't worship God for what He does in me or gives me. I worship Him for who He is. And I think that like in it says in Matthew 7, 7, ask and you shall receive. But it also says in john 15 7 but if you remain in me and my words remain in you you may ask for anything and you anything you want and it will be granted why because oh well what what i wanted to get from this verse is that we must remain in god and when we remain in god as you were saying we are we see the light he is the light and we start seeing that we are sinful and we become humble because well, the way we can see it is by humbling ourselves when we start seeing that God is such an amazing, we don't deserve to be asking for anything. What he gives us is more than what we deserve. And when we remain in him, we start changing and letting him give us a metanoia, change of mind. And yeah, we can ask as Matthew 7, 7 and 8 was saying, you can ask and you shall receive. But sometimes it's being grateful for what you already have. And I think it's beautiful what, he, what, what, what both of you guys are saying, that they, they tied in that in order to realize what God has done, you have to open your eyes, you know what I mean? And and and, and just, like you, just like you said in, in that, that we have to be grateful, well, you cannot be grateful if, you aren't, if your eyes are closed. But the reason why I say this is because just with the story that I just told you guys in Mark, it's so funny that he says, do you still not understand? He ends like that. He gets off the boat, goes to Bethsaida, and then guess what he does for the first thing? He heals a blind person. Dang. <laughs> Is that more poetic enough? To show his disciples, to almost grab him and slap him in the forehead and say, just in case you still don't understand, let me do it to somebody else so everybody else can do it. And my question is this. Do you think Jesus healed this blind guy and that's all he was doing? He was trying to open his disciples' eyes. He was like, look, I'm going to do it to somebody in front of you. So you can see. And then remember, that's the blind guy that he spits in the, in the little thing. And he puts it in. And he puts it in his eyes. And he says, do you see? And he says, yeah, people, but they look like trees. Like they're walking. They're like, oh, oh hold on. Let me. I overdid my power. And, <laughs> and, and I, I was just, just seeing it. And then it says that his eyes were restored. And he saw everything clearly. He sent him home and saying, do not even enter the village. Means go go home. But I, I, I was just, I was just, I was just looking at this, and I was like, God speaks through us, even in His, in His, in His, in His Word. He tried to speak to, to the, the, the there's the, like a hidden message upon the hidden message to the disciples. He said, you guys don't understand that I can feed ten thousand people, but you guys are worried for twelve people. And now you guys are worried now, but you guys, but since you guys are blinded, let me, let me heal a blind guy coming off this boat. So maybe you, while you see me healing him, you can be like, oh, let me take this as well, because I need this as well. And nobody ever did it. So. And that's beautiful because of what he has said. We have to be grateful. We have to open our eyes. And the same God that took you out of the horrible thing is the same God that will take you out of every other horrible situation. You know what I was thinking, Danny? Like relating it to our life now because it almost seems comical. Like you look at these stories and you're like, I could never, you know? You're just like, ha, ha, ha. Like these people are so dumb, you know? And I'm like so mm -hmm. intelligent and awesome. I can never do this. But let's think about it like in the way of he's taken care of us. Let's... 
want to tell you guys all the time, but unfortunately, we're going to have to. I'm 28, and that's 356 days apparent, uh, about because sometimes it's a little bit less. Um, that's 9,968 days that I've been alive. And and we can say this like almost like he fed the 9,000, right? Like he has taken care of me for 9,958 days. And I'm worried about tomorrow. Right. About yeah. one day. I'm worried about the next week. Seven days. But he has taken care of me. He has fed me, dressed me, clothed me, given Amen. me his spirit, given me more than what I've ever even needed. More than I even expected I could have. And I'm not just saying uh, materi ma materially or materialistic but spiritually he's given me more than i could even entertain and i'm worried about tomorrow and right and it reminds me of matthew 6 25 right where he starts saying like uh so i tell you to stop worrying about what you will eat drink or wear and it's like really long guys you should read it all matthew 6 it's not uh 25 through 34 it's well actually you should read all of matthew but this is the part, right? Uh, and he's, yeah, I read the Bible. <laughs> and he says, like, I love that he's he's a provider for us, but not only for us. He feeds the birds. He dresses the lilies. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, <laughs> why are we worried? And not only that, there's another verse that says, uh, if you guys being evil give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Holy, uh, will the our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And it's almost just like, Dude, your father knows what you need. Just chill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, he I, will provide. I, I agree. And just what you said, because I feel like uh, as a young person, well, people that are listening to me, like you hit an age in life, and I, I think um, I think the only person that's in that age is maybe like Alani's and maybe you, that there's like a pressure on, on your on your back, like saying, what are you going to do with your life, right? Like, like it, I don't have enough money in my bank account. Like, I don't know, how old are you? Like 20, 20 years old, right? 22. 22. Yeah, you're still young in that, yeah. in that moment. Like there's this pressure saying, like, I see everybody else going somewhere. I see, and dude, honestly, it happens because it happened to me. And you're just like, bro, I don't have enough coming in. Hey, I kind of, I kind of, I, you know, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do that. But yet, yet, yet again, this pressure only is this world is the, this world's pressure because the pressure that God gives you is the promise that I've I always say it and I only I always want to preach about it. Follow my kingdom first, and everything shall be given to you guys. So that that's the promise. God has already promised that He will give you everything. All He wants you guys to do is look for what He wants and obey Him. And and just with what you said, I, we shouldn't worry about anything. We and we can even see. Um, I, I know I know maybe this is gonna be a, a like maybe a, a, let's let's hear it out. In, in First Kings seventeen eight, that we we see the the widow of uh, uh, Zarephath. And she says that this woman was about to cook a loaf of bread and she was going to eat it with the son and die. That was her plan. That was her plan. And Elijah comes, uh, a prophet sent by God, and she goes, hey, how you doing, widow? And she's like, you know, I'm just paraphrasing Danny, Danny, yeah. uh, <laughs> Danny version. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, hey, widow, I'm hungry. And she was like, yeah, listen, uh, so what I'm going to do right now is literally she just... Was gonna commit suicide. She was gonna eat and she's gonna lay down and eat and and die. and die. He didn't say, Oh, let me pray for you, let me help you. No, no, he said, That's a great plan. Feed me first, and then it says, Whatever you have left over, cook it, eat it, and do as he said. So he never said to help her. He just said, Just feed me first. I need to keep going. And she, I imagine her taking it back, her being almost like saying, how dare you speak to me like this? <laughs> yeah. He says, and then she says, yeah, but I don't have any more food. She goes, give me first. Almost like a jerk. Mm -hmm. Give me first. Eat with your son, lay down and die. 
And she comes and she gives him food. I guess that this paraphrases a lot more to the story, but she gives him food and she says that from her house, nor flour nor, nor oil ever left her house again. And I see sometimes we have to understand that the people that sent God are also important. Yeah. And that's the way, that's the way that God provides. And and I look, me being the son of an apostle and, and, and being a son of the pastor, well, not son of the pastor, but you know, the, the, the son, like I've seen God in so many ways. And honestly, I forget, because honestly we forget, like honestly I forget how God is, how God is, but I can see that when we give, when we give to his house, when we, when we give to the people that he has chosen, when we serve to the people that has chosen, he comes and goes, oh, you took care of one of mine, then I'm gonna take care of you. He gives you permission, and the, the thing that I love about it is that he says that, and it says, and then after he eats, it says in uh, 17, 14, it says, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil should not be empty until the day of the Lord sends rain upon this earth. Meaning that there was, that he was already saying there was a drought, there was a drought, so everybody was gonna be hungry except her. Everybody was gonna be in need of some rain except her. She had flour and oil. And I was wondering right now, I was thinking, I was like, God, you know, how, how did you present yourself there? You presented yourself in a very like awkward situation, you know, almost like, <laughs> Doesn't matter what you feel, how you're gonna die, feed me first. But this is the same thing that, that, that God says in his promise. Follow the kingdom. Look for my kingdom first. Look for my kingdom come, uh, first. And that's what the Bible says that all the disciples, if I'm not wrong, it's, it's in the, the gospels. It says, if all my disciples give to one of my little ones, even a drink of water, yes, he will so not forget and he will give his reward. Yeah. Meaning, guys, that God God is not just a God of, of provision when you won't have any. He's a God of provision when you need to be rewarded as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So go ahead. I, I feel like... I, feel I was like going to say, Danny, the, with the story that you were saying, the widow of... I cannot say that word, but I'm going to go with Sarah Path. Sarah Path, yeah. That. Um, he, yeah, this literally God like being like double up. I'm going to not only uh, give to eat and to drink to my servant Elijah, but I'm also going to bless someone else. Because right before that, uh, if you guys read like First uh, Kings 17, 1 through 7, it's talking about when God uh, fed Elijah with ravens. Like he said that uh, the, the river was there so he could drink, uh, drink from the stream and the ravens fed him there. So God was providing him when the stream dried up. When there was no more rain, because that's what he had said, that there was going to be no rain. Then he said, go look for that widow. So he provided not only for the widow, but for him too. And it was, it's almost like when you bless someone, there's, I don't know, like it's like double. Like it's not just for you, for you, for you, for you. There's always something and, and, on both ends. And the blessing comes when there's a need. When you have the need and you bless somebody, yeah. dude, the blessing that comes back to you is double. Right. And this is the God of Jireh, the God of the God of blessings, because... Let's just say, for example, if I give you 20 bucks right now, right? Right? If I give you, you would be happy, of course, right? <laughs> if I give you 20 bucks, I give you all the money that I had, it was like 25, 30 bucks that I had in cash. I give it to you right now. What is your cap of giving me back? 35, 40 bucks that I gave you, right? right. That would be like, okay, Danny gave me this, therefore my minimum. my minimum, to, no, not my minimum, my cap. That's yeah. the most I will ever give to him, 40 bucks, because he gave me 40 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. That's how humans, adults think, right? right? But what God says, he, he, he shows it in Elijah, he shows it in, in Job. 
when he's sick and he says get up and go bless the friends that told you to die mm. so he goes he says and then he goes when he goes and he blesses them when this woman goes and blesses elijah she gives them double of what they had so god's mentality isn't Oh, give them the cap is what they give you. No, since they gave you when they were in need, I'm gonna give them double of what they had. Right. So that's what I'm saying that God is that definitely an enigma of the way he speaks and the way he thinks. But if we understand this, I, I, and honestly, I've seen it in my life. Um, I don't know if I ever said this story, but I, I, I didn't like to tithe, um, even though <laughs> my dad is the one that leads the church and you know I love my house and I don't like to tithe I don't like to offer I was just like God I'm not gonna have enough I'm not I'm not gonna have enough I'm not gonna be able to pay so you know you have this like these thoughts of um, you know within God and um, and I was uh, I was thinking and I was I was I was praying and I said look God if you want me to bless you if you want me to bless this house bless me I'm sorry you gotta bless me I was like you gotta show me me being this way, right? Uh, and maybe I was wrong. I was wrong. I was definitely was. And maybe um, you were. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I definitely was wrong the way that the, the way that. And then he blesses me with a really good job. And then he blesses me a little bit more. And then he blesses me where I'm very comfortable. And I'm like, okay, now this is what I like. God is like, thank you. I remember I was in my room, and I was thinking, and I was I was happy. I was really really happy. And then. Um, and then I was I was I was counting and I was looking at my bank account where it was never it was never reached. You know, especially when you when you reach like your first thousand dollars, you're like, oh my god, I'm never gonna spend that money, right? But and then I was looking at this and then the, I was counting, I was counting and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna buy this. And then literally, there's a voice in my head that goes, oh, is this enough so you can tithe? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. I was like, it is, it is. I, I told him, so I always tell him, I was like, God bless me, so I can never, I can never keep what's yours. I, I don't want to, I don't want to ever say, oh, it's either give God or feed myself. And then there's moments today that I might have gone out a little bit too many times with you guys, and you, and I spend most of my money, and I, I'm running low, not low to where I'm like, oh my God, I'm done, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna die, but I'm running low, and God goes, okay, it's time for my tithe. I'm like, God, but my check hasn't cleared uh, I haven't I haven't gotten paid he goes whoa, 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 whoa but that's not my that's problem issue, yeah. like literally like and I go you're right you're right and I stayed with maybe like 86 cents in my account and then I was telling my sister like a few days ago then all my checks clear I get a little bit extra I forgot that I had this money hanging out here and then I start and I'm just like God this is you this is the provision that I believe that it's no, it's not my, it doesn't matter about the money. And I'm, I'm such a, maybe I'm so human uh, human that this money makes me happy. Right. But, but it gives me like some type of, um, like, like assurance, right? Like it makes security. me comfortable. Yeah. Security. And I say, God, honestly, I have to understand that you're the one that's my provider. Not, not me, not my hands, not my mind, not what I can do on my computer, but you, you right. are definitely the one that provides for me. And Danny, I think like, this is like the perfect time to throw in this example, which is Abraham, right? Which is pretty much like the one who said, uh, Jaira, God who provides, right? And, uh, Genesis 22, five, um, it's a pretty long story, but I think we should read it. Then Abraham said to his servants, you stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there. We'll worship. After that, we'll come back to you. Just to give you guys some background, like God had asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and gave it to his son, Isaac. Abraham carried the burning coals and the knife, and the two of them went together. Isaac spoke up and said, Father, yes, son, Abraham answered. And Isaac asked, we, can, we have the burning coals and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, son. And the two of 
of them went on together. When they came to a place that God had told them about, Abraham bent the altar and arranged wood on it, and he tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the top of the wood on the altar. Next, Abraham picked up the knife and took it in his hand to sacrifice his son. But the messenger of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, he answered. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He he said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you did not refuse to give me your son, your only son. And when Abraham looked around, he saw a ram behind him caught by by horns by its horns in a bush so abraham took the ram and sacrificed that as a burnt offering in the place of a son abraham named that place the lord will provide which is Jireh. it is still set today on the mountain of the lord it will be provided mm. and uh, it's beautiful right because it's saying pretty much saying like right now like tying into what your story is right we have to be able to give god even if it's the last of what we have <laughs> yeah. because that's literally what he asked for and whatever he asked for is is, is what's necessary but what i love about this story is the trust that abraham abraham had in in god because he tells his servants we're gonna go we're gonna worship and we will be back almost like with assurance he already knew that god would provide before he even went up he understood i know god i know him in a personal level i've gotten to know him and i know he is a good god and um i mean this is just like extra but this was just a figure of what god was gonna do because he he, isaac didn't really have to sacrifice his son you know it was just a figure because god was gonna sacrifice his son you know abraham being a figure of the father isaac being a figure of isaac of jesus um and of course isaac is replaced with the lamb right but jesus becomes the lamb and it's almost like god has never stopped providing and he provided us with the biggest sacrifice with the biggest provision we could ever need and it's his his son that now we don't have to suffer eternal death now we don't have to be jews now we can be literally anybody can say i believe in jesus and they can come close to the throne of grace and they can say i repent i accept jesus as my lord and savior and now guess what that provision counts for you too and and that's just you know that's insane like that's the only provision really we would need to live guys but we sorry baby go 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 no no that's the only provision that we would need to live and instead we are worried about things like clothing money bro money right like where are we gonna live money bro honestly and I, I don't know it's just it's uh i was reading this thing that said uh provide in hebrew also means see to it saying like you see you experience all of my need and make a provision for it mm. almost like god the father feels for you and says oh I, I know what you're feeling here's provision and i just i think that's just amazing so right and what we need to be is like abraham abraham was a friend of god he knew him in closeness uh he knew him in intimacy so he understood I will do whatever he says because I trust that his will is greater than mine. And it's kind of like I was telling you, right? Like, Danny, he's my brother. If he told me, yo, meet me behind Walmart when all the lights are turned off. Um, and, like, don't say anything. Like, don't even check the car. Just come in and be quiet. I, guys, I would do it. I would be like, okay, cool. Because, you know, I trust that he doesn't have, like, a gun and is ready to kill me. I trust that. Like, I know him on a personal level. I know him in an intimate level that allows me to put my full trust in him. And then he'll probably have, like, a candy bar. So I'm like, bro, I bought you hot cheetos. <laughs> We're going to watch a movie. This is a good place. You know? I don't know. Like, uh, it's just we need to establish this trust with the Father. That whatever he asks, we're able to... How do you see this? Like, um... Let go of, I guess. Let go. Uh, go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever he asked for that we're able to let go of because we know he is our provider. And without him, we wouldn't even have what we are, what he's asking us to let go of. Like Abraham, he wouldn't have had Isaac without God. He was an old man. Didn't his wife even laugh? Like, really? Can I have a child at this age? 
And God said, yes, because I am provider. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted to add because I love how everything is starting to connect because as you're giving the story of Abraham, he had so much faith. But like, what if you don't have faith? Because personally, I wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, I'm coming back with my son. Like, yeah. I would assume, <laughs> my, yeah, my faith would be <laughs> off. But if you don't have a strong faith, then here's the answer. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ, meaning you learn about him. You have a relationship. As we were saying before, when you have that intimate relationship, then you can have that faith. And when you have that faith, you're constantly like being grateful. Like everything is starting to connect. And it's so beautiful how we were all saying that when you have that connection, you're grateful, your eyes are open. And we just have to understand that he provides everything. Like I used to think faith was the thing I needed. If I didn't have faith, I couldn't come up to God and talk to him. Like I was like, my, I lack faith. How am I going to come up to him? But he's like, I will give you even what, even faith. Like there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is stopping you from getting to know him? You should always seek him and know that he will always provide everything. Anything That's on? beautiful. Yeah. I was going to oh. say, I was, was going to say, I 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 was because just what you said, because it's hard to trust. You know what I mean? Like, but you're not gonna say it with what you said. Are you ever worried about what you're gonna eat every day? Like, do you wake up and say, oh, I'm probably not gonna eat today? Like, no, right? Like, you know your mom. Somewhere, yeah. Somehow she scrapes enough money. Uh, not just you, through anybody, right? You know, like, the, that, that somehow there's gonna be eggs. You know, there's gonna be for sure some things, right? Maybe you guys don't get the, you know, maybe you guys, maybe some people don't get the whole full, the, you know, the Lucky Charm cereals or anything, but <laughs> you know that there's gonna be, you know, Something. some yeah. food there. You know that, okay, dude, if I don't have any money to go out, dude, I can eat at home, right? Mm-hmm. That's something and that's what we have to believe in god you wake up knowing that he will provide and i was gonna tell you guys that if you have if you guys have issues um uh, trusting god i'm gonna tell you guys how you guys can try him because there's one version of the bible that says that you can try god and it says in malachi 3 10 it says bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test says the lord of hosts if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down a blessing until there is no more need. So, if you guys are ever struggling as 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, then maybe you guys want to start your own little business and you guys want to be like, oh, I don't know, but, you know, I'm barely holding on to, you know, $300. This is what I tell people. I, I remember um, some guy, I was in the car with a bunch of guys and they told me, hey, Danny, uh, what do you think about investing in NFTs? I have a few thousand dollars and I want to invest. And I was, th- I was hearing them, right? I was hearing them. I was like, that's it. He's smart, right? Yeah. And I said, hey, I have a question. Do you tithe? He was like, yeah, when I get paid. And I'm like, okay. He was like, do you tithe of everything? And he was like, I try, I try, well, you know, but sometimes it's not enough. And I go, dude, the best thing you can invest is in this. Right. And I was like, dude, NFTs can go up and down. The stock can go up and down. But what <laughs> God is telling you here is test me. Try me. See if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you until there's no more need. Amen. And that's why I tell the people, I tell the people, what's the first thing I should do when I turn 18 and I have my first paycheck? And I tell them, guys, tithe. Don't be like me. Don't be like me that has to go through, you know, so many years of telling God, God, it's not going to be, it's going to be enough. But it is going to be enough. Give God to his first and then try him. And tell him, tell him, God, show up. Because I have trust issues. Show up. Because this is the only <laughs> way. Right? Every other way, if you tr- if you try him, is, is, is anti-biblical. But this one is the one that you can say, God, I'm trying you. Right. Show me. And I 
guarantee you, if he didn't leave me stranded in the streets, he will not leave you stranded in the streets. But go ahead. And, and Danny, I was going to say just, just to kind of like... Um, prove your point is that how many like guys I, I know you guys we're all come to the same church so I know you guys have heard <laughs> it so how many people have you guys heard give their testimony of how God helped them and bless them in ways they could never have imagined through a pandemic guys when people lost literally everything they had like literally thank God that uh, they did that whole like they can't kick you out of your house you don't have to do the rent mm. and these people say nah we paid rent we had money to spare God provided because I never stopped giving I never stopped believing I said I lost my my job okay but i keep going and honestly people open businesses people got Everything. promoted <laughs> I, yeah like i i can't even like i've heard so many of these and at first i was thinking like dude literally i didn't want for anything i didn't need for anything during a pandemic when people were dying uh people are still dying right um I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on the pandemic, but it's not the podcast for that. Uh, <laughs> um, but still, like, you know, God is good and God is faithful, guys. And when we give to him, it never returns empty. Like, give, 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 and everything even not even just monetary like even when you give yourself to him like when you say like honestly me too i struggle with faith i cannot lie uh, i do it's hard for me to believe that i could just be like you're healed and that's it you're healed it's hard for me to believe but i believe i believe i want to believe you know so i tell god like this is where i lack fill where i lack because i i don't have it i i need the faith give it to me and i love matthew 17 20 um that says that uh, if you had a, a faith as small as a mustard seed, right, you could tell mountains move and they would move. And uh, Matthew seventeen twenty one uh, is actually omitted from a lot of the um, a lot of versions in the Bible. So you have to go read it in like the original. And it says, I'm reading it in Spanish. Mas este linaje no sale sino por oración y ayuno. And the translating is saying like this: this can be done without prayer and fasting so guys it's not just about saying like i'm going to believe no act do say like continually ask continually be there continually uh take from yourself continually give yourself so that god can then fill you in turn i agree guys uh we have reached uh, the end of our podcast of god jara i know i wish i could continue <laughs> but we almost have 30 30 minutes and uh we have like a little bit more than 30 minutes but honestly um guys i would suggest um just like everybody here said a little bit of of how jara has shown up in their life i suggest that you just give the leap of faith because literally that's what's called the leap of faith <laughs> because you leap and you hope to land in a safe place right. So, um, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. I ask you guys to please follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. I ask you guys to please uh, rate us as well, please. Give us five, ten stars if it's possible. Uh, <laughs> share us, guys. Please, I I don't want to say I beg of you guys, but yes, I do beg of you guys. Help us out. Um, not only help us out, but help you other people uh, listen to the Word of God. And maybe if, if uh, um, you guys love this podcast, give us a comment, send us messages, send us questions. And if we when we get enough questions, we'll do like a whole Q&A podcast if we possibly can. Um, all right, guys. God bless you guys. Take care and see you guys next week. God bless. Bye. My voice cracked.